Well, hey everyone, Cameron Williams with GPS once again, and I finally have Brian Shackman back from... It feels like years. I mean, we right. had had a few times. I mean, Elise did a great job on the podcast, as did yeah. our friend Simon. Mm-hmm. He did really well uh, last week. I enjoyed listening to him, and you should go back and listen to it if you haven't. I thought that he did a great job preaching, and then his thoughts along with it on GPS were great too, so make sure and check that out. Simon's the man. Yeah, yeah, and and we we missed a couple of weeks due to uh, me being off on you're hiatus. Just, you're just a world traveler, man. You're, yeah. just, you're just all over the place. I know, I know, and I should be inside more, right? <laughs> Probably. Well, I mean, we've been real safe, so it's all been good, um, but without further ado, let's start navigating. All set, let's go. How was your How was your week? It's been been all right. Uh, definitely interesting times with the election and oh, uh, yeah. just uh, holiday season coming up. So just stuff's kind of sorting out, but it's all good. Yeah, and your your lesson was kind of about that a little bit. Well, definitely. I mean, if uh, you didn't know, we had an election this week, and <laughs> I hope you did, and I hope you voted. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think that. No matter what happens with the election, based on the numbers, I mean, we still are counting votes. It looks like it is turning towards Biden's direction, but um, I mean, who knows? No matter how it goes, though, half of the people are going to be mad, basically, mm-hmm. because that's what the uh, <laughs> voting is basically like 50, 48 or something. So it's it's uh, very, very close. And I talked about that because I think that um, within our church, we're a church in California, so I think generally we lean more towards Biden's side generally as a church, but there are mm-hmm. some people who I know are Trump supporters uh, within our church uh, and just the, the larger world. We know this is um, something that Christians are taking very seriously and trying to think through and sort out. So it's something that I think is um, important for us to recognize that there's space for us to to breathe a little bit as Mm -hmm. disciples of Jesus and say, yeah, the outcome of this matters a lot, but we also recognize that God um, is the true one on the throne and Mm -hmm. um, Jesus is the one who is leading us. And so we need to recognize that and then slow down a little bit. And then that changes, I think, uh, how how we treat other people and how that helps us as we continue to engage in politics as Christians moving forward from this election. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you talked about uh, kingdom times and uh, and things like that, like like how we need to act like oh, we're more in uh, kingdom times. Uh, could you go into that a little more? Yeah, so we have the important responsibility to live into the reality of the kingdom of God, which Jesus talks about arguably more than anything else. That's what he's constantly trying to say. And he does it at a time when the majority of the people that he's speaking with in most of his conversations are Jewish, and the Jews are being um, downtrodden and um, taxed heavily by Rome, and they are expecting him to overthrow the government and make everything um, look good for them, mm-hmm. and he doesn't. He doesn't yeah. do that. In fact, he dies, is put to death by Rome, and then the Jewish leaders also play play a part in it, but um, he dies under that oppression instead of the kind of liberation that they're hoping mm-hmm. to see. And I think that's an important thing for us to think about, that 
the reality is the United States of America won't last forever. The mm. Democratic Party, the Republican Party, it's not going to last forever. And do I hope for a sense of calm and, and non-chaos in my lifetime? Yes. Do I, do I pray for that? Yes. Do I hope to participate in politics to lead us to that point? Yes. But I also know that the realities are that we live in a broken world and we're part of the brokenness of that system. And we need to more and more declare our allegiance to Jesus uh, throughout the day and to say that Jesus is the Lord of, of our lives. And that's something that I think is crucial for us to remember, especially during this time as we are just bombarded all the time with this seemingly how divided we are as a nation and and politically speaking we've had so many different presidents like throughout america's lifetime and so many different ways of leadership um but we haven't actually been around that long like in in when when it all comes down to it like you know when it's all said and done um and and what you said about you know do you believe the political parties will be here like you know forever no and that's i feel like that's something a lot of people don't really acknowledge as much is that it's like no we're kind of in the moment with that um and uh and and like like getting back to the kingdom times thing um you said we have to bring that to here how how do we do that during this time of election and chaos a little bit one way that i think practically we can do that is if you don't know a very smart person on the other side of the table as you that you're regularly in relationship with and in conversation with find somebody like that Mm. obviously there's going to be people who are extremely uh, supportive of uh, democrats are extremely supportive of of republicans to a level of blindness and they're unwilling Mm. to like have a reasonable conversation yes those people exist you don't necessarily need to talk with them because it's not going to help but do you have somebody who's on the other side of the aisle from you who you have reasonable, good conversation with, because if you don't, then I think you're going to constantly be thinking of the other side as, you know, the person who spreads all the fake news, who mm-hmm. doesn't understand anything, who is really angry, unwilling to have that, that good dialogue and conversation. And so if you don't have somebody who is on the opposite side of the aisle as, as you, who can actually give you reasonable arguments and conversation. I would say that would be a way that we could bring about God's kingdom here is just to talk with people who are different than us. I think we just don't allow those reasonable voices to be part of the conversation because it's just easier to have a straw man and just to beat up a straw man and just be like, Oh yeah, well you're an idiot because this and this and like, yes, there are some wild people who um, support, both sides without thinking about it necessarily. And yes, that that's true. But we, I think need to, the kingdom of God is about Republicans and Democrats being united just as Mm -hmm. Jews and Gentiles and slaves and non-slaves as Paul writes in Galatians. And I think that's, it's a revolutionary thing that we are trying to do and participate in. But oftentimes we just get into our silos and we don't, get to know anyone but someone who's an extreme who like again we can't even engage in dialogue right. with so there's there's always like a, a right way of quote unquote thinking um 
And, and usually we get so caught up in, like, even in the Christian church, we're like, oh, well, we might have a few bad eggs, but we're still a good organization, right? Yeah. But, um, but then when it comes to other things like, like, oh, like atheism or this or like anything else, it's like, oh, but like everyone here is bad. Yeah. And so I think it's, it can be the same thing with Democrats and Republicans. It's like, oh, we might have a few bad eggs that represent us poorly, but we, but, but we're the better party or, or, but we have this on our side and I can really, you know, I can really corrupt your thinking and it can really, like you said, if you don't have a friend on the other side, you know, you can start to like make, make them the enemy or, or demonize that like a person just for how they believe politically, which in hindsight is kind of, it's, it's not that like, I feel like spirituality or, or religion or, or, or the thing you follow in your life like your life path, that feels more important in a lot of ways. But like, you know, you could not 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 saying that like everyone's gonna move out of the country, but if you moved out of the country and settled down in another country, it's like that would be your home now. So what what would American politics have to deal with you anymore? And so we need to act more like like it's like we're human beings and that we all have, you know, different thoughts and beliefs and just because, you know, a certain thought or belief is in there doesn't mean that that person is completely unredeemable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so yeah. Uh, what would you, what would you say we could do moving forward, uh, to, to maybe help others see that this isn't like, you know, a black and white situation. I think being, being willing to be, be calm. And as, as you think about your, politics step away sometimes from the news and and find a way to engage it in a healthy way and take Jesus with you as you do that because I think that Jesus was constantly dealing with politics and everything and just always does it from such a calm place because he's constantly going out to be with God mm-hmm. and I mean, I just love the conversations he has when he's about to be crucified and just isn't that worried about it. And you're like, wait, 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 what? Shouldn't you be like begging for your life? And he's just like, yeah. no, just I'm, I'm not going to be that stressed. And that's pretty unbelievable, but it comes from him constantly walking away and saying, yeah, I'm going to not pursue this for a while. And I'm going to instead pursue God's kingdom for me. And that's what I'm going to places the priority and the most important thing yeah no that's beautiful um yeah i think we can we can get caught up in in what we've put onto something when it's going going back to the basics and going back to like what what this is like you know like whenever christian um i I, like obligations come up or, or maybe not obligations but like strifes within the christian church come up I kind of like to think to myself, like, well, why am I a Christian? It's because I ultimately believe in love and forgiveness and grace and hope for everyone. So, so it's like it maybe maybe with the political parties thing, like, actually look up what the other side stands for, core fundamentally, just like from the beginning, and really recognize that that's mostly what people want in that party. It's not, you know... Like liberals want more, you know, rights and and things for people, whereas Republicans, I feel, want more balance in a lot of ways. And I, I think sometimes the worst can come out in both, where it's like, well, if if you're not, you know, like saving the children or saving the puppies, then you're a bad person. And it's like, well, but if you know, but if you're not, 
nitty gritty and looking at like the facts and what we need to do, then you're not a logical person. I think sometimes those can be so set in stone that we don't realize that that's not always the case. Definitely. Yeah. That, and that's, and that's where I think the problem lies for us. And I ended my sermon talking about Jesus's prayer for us as people. And so he begins in, in John uh, chapter 17, with this long prayer that he first prays for himself and like dealing with the, the cross that's coming up. Then he prays for his immediate disciples who are around the table with him. And then he prays for any believer that will ever come. So Jesus prays for you and for me. And the core like piece of that prayer is I pray for unity. And that to me is, somewhat surprising because I I think if I was to think about like, what is it that I would pray for? I think I would come up with some other things besides unity, perhaps that I would say, Oh, that's, that's the priority. That's the most important thing. Mm -hmm. And Jesus prays for us to be unified and unity is not uniformity. Uh, Mm. It's, it's not believing the same thing and everybody just being a robot. We are given our brains to think through things and contemplate differences and everything. And so it's, it's not uniformity. And that is something that I think is, is a blessing actually to us, but we can get so caught up in these things that divide us that it, yeah. What, what revolutionary changed the world, I believe is the unity that Christians showed and the fact that they centered their lives around the love of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And that is what we need to get back to more and more and uh, need to give space to say, yeah, we're going to disagree on that. But yeah. And I think, unfortunately we see this perhaps just as poorly in the church as anywhere else where people just have this idea, all right, here, this church already needs to believe these things that I already believe. And if they don't, then I'm going to go find another church that already believes what I believe. And that's just not Christianity. And it's not the message of the gospel. And I think we're losing our witness in the world as Mm. we become more and more siloed, even within churches. It's like there's um, churches that only will go down liberal lines or only go down like conservative lines. I had a person joke with me after my sermon on Sunday. Um, and this individual said, I thought for sure it was you're talking about politics that you would condemn Trump. And I was like, no, that's not, that's not, I mean, there, there are some things that he's done that are inappropriate mm-hmm. and things that he said for that sure. I feel like are not great and good representations of who I think God would call him to be. But at the same time, um, God, God is still in control and mm-hmm. like, we're, we're going to be all right. If he gets reelected, it seems like he's not going to be, but I mean, I, I think yeah. we're um, going to be all right. And as Christians, we need to unite around Jesus Christ only and first. And then that informs everything else we do. Yeah. And like hate shouldn't be our forte. It shouldn't be the thing that we're thinking like, Oh, we'll get this person out because like, he's just so bad. It's like, um, I, I thought of something when you said unity, and it's you are at the beginning of unity. So you have to decide what peace you create in your life. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's a good challenge for, for everyone out there is, yeah. is don't try to create the right, try to create the unity. Don't try to create the, oh, this is how it is and this is how it should be. Maybe you can, you know, shift and, and make a better, you know, situation for everyone by, by creating that unity. Sure. But yeah. yeah. Um, so what would you say is a interaction you had this week that really touched your heart? It, uh, has 
been a, a blessing over the last couple of weeks. My my son Carter, he gets to play with his friend Benny, who lives right next to us, and I, I feel so blessed because a lot of kids aren't having this opportunity. Mm-hmm. But we're somewhat quarantining together with Benny's family, and Benny uh, comes and plays basketball on Tuesdays, and we they're really into Pokemon cards right now, yeah. so they. Mm-hmm. Uh, want some mega Pokemon cards, which you might know better than me. I, I might know a bit about what that. what what that <laughs> is and what they are. And so we started having Mega Tuesdays. So if they beat me at basketball, then they get a mega that, card. That is awesome. And wow. so I yeah, I'll need to talk to you off air about the, how to get those cards the best way. Dude, but I need to come now. Now that I know my boy Carter plays plays Pokemon, I need to come over you, and you, show him the thing. You, you need to because he needs some help sure. against his neighbor. He's been playing longer, and he has older brothers who have ridiculous cards. Oh, so. okay. Um, yeah, but I can do a step in for Carter and be like, "All right, <laughs> boy, I got this. I can beat a ten year old. It's all good." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, dude. But oh, yeah, it's awesome. it's uh it's 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 fun. It's just like ever so and both Carter and our neighbors super excited about it. So that's just been been a fun highlight of my week. That's great. I, there's actually some kids across the street that are neighbors that they get together every day and they are just like like not complaining about it, but you can hear them across the street mm-hmm. like just from and it's it's a really nice thing. I feel like in a lot of ways it's it's getting back to a, a simpler time. Yeah. Now, because we're kind of like because kids didn't used to play outside with each other all the time. Yeah, and but now, now they are. Yeah. They're missing it, so so they're out it a little bit more. That's great. Um, and uh, and what would you say is the big idea for today? Christ calls us to unity, and mm-hmm. I hope that as the election is is finally over, we would seek unity. And I would just challenge all of you to get to know somebody on the other side of the political aisle than you who who you respect and who you uh, can have good conversations with mm-hmm. because it's so easy to demonize and yeah. we have to be better than that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it feels so good being back yes, sir. with you, Brian. And thank you so much again for everything you've done. For sure, man. Thanks again for joining us today on GPS. You've heard from us. Now we want to hear from you. Reach out to us on Instagram at Glendale Post Sermon. And you can connect with Glendale Church at Glendale Church of Christ. You can find me on Instagram at Cam the Voice. Our website is www.glendale.church, where you can get more info about us, including location, hours, or if you just want to connect with someone. Thanks again for listening to Glendale Post Sermon. We'll see you next time.